Ski you! Thank you so much for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two super awesome, two super nerdy, two super running out of words, gay guys, discuss <laughs> TV shows, movies, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. So come kiki with us and don't forget to email any suggestions or questions you have for us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or DM us via Instagram at gopressplay2. That's gopressplay2 at gmail.com. <laughs> gopressplay2, gopressplay the number two at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to be discussing and reviewing Ready or Not. But before we do, a new trailer for American Horror Story 1984 came out this week. We want to talk about it with you guys. We will also talk about the VMAs, music, and the Vampire Weekend concert that we went to. And stay tuned as I try again to bamboozle Riz on Six Degrees of Separation and our Fact of the Week. But before we begin, I want to make a few small corrections from our last episode. Mackenzie Davis from Terminator was not in Divergent. Apparently I can't tell two short-haired actresses apart. Uh, Marina Bacaran from Deadpool, uh, the big scoop that we talked about. I don't think it was made clear, but that was for Deadpool 2, not Deadpool 1. Uh, it is indeed Miss Frances Conroy in Joker, who was in American Horror Story and Six Feet Under. Yeah. I couldn't remember her name. And uh, pray tell on Pose was diagnosed with HIV and not AIDS, as I stated. Yeah, guys, and it was uh, Shailene Woodley that we were thinking about uh, instead of Mackenzie Davis. Um, with all the facts and all the stuff that we read and and we go through, we do make mistakes, so forgive us and we'll try to weave them out and correct you, ourselves. And... You should see the hate mail we received for that one. Oh my god, we got so much hate mail. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. So, how was your week? It was awesome. We went to a concert on Saturday. Yes. Had an amazing meal at some place where we will not give free advertising to. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Asian. It's Asian inspired. Is it though? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. How was your <laughs> week? <laughs> uh, it was It was good. Um, I guess we shall report that we are in the eve of a hurricane plummeting our way uh it's currently a category three right right so if you don't hear from us next week that means we have no power which is very likely at our house because a small wind knocks the power out for days yeah we, we um we live in florida if obviously um but we're two florida guys uh yeah so that's what we're we're going through uh the second half of this week and things have been a little crazy for us and in our city and our state um but we'll try to upload and make sure we continue giving you guys content 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 why can i not say that word maybe you really want to give them contact Ooh. <laughs> go press play too <laughs> that's my contact for special contact go press play too um Talking about contact, by the way, we do have a phone where you guys can send us a voicemail. Um, if it's funny, if it's weird, uh, if you want to try and give a six degree se separation to Riz, um, you can 
uh, leave a voicemail at 786-353-7385. Again, that's 786-353-7385. And we might even play it on the show. Um, yeah, so... Uh, going into our first segment, uh, they just released a new trailer for American Horror Story 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is going to premiere on September 18th, 2019. Uh, American Horror Story is created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk. Huh, that sounds familiar. Sounds very familiar. The cast includes Emma Roberts, Sarah Paulson, Billy Lord, Cody Fern, Leslie Grossman, and John Carroll Lynch is back. Is he playing the uh, clown again? I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not even sure if we'll get a a inter intertwined story arc with other other seasons. I have a feeling. They, you think so? That's what they usually do. They won't do what they did last season, but they'll they'll be like little nods to the previous seasons. Yeah, and according to reports, there's new cast members to join the anthology series, such as Gus Kent. Kenworthy, Matthew Morrison, Zach Villa, D. Ron Horton, and the beautiful Angelica Ross. The future Emmy-nominated Angelica Ross, if I, I have so. anything to do with I it. I really do. I'm still coming to get you Emmy voters if you don't. <laughs> um, and wow, yeah. okay, so Gus Kensworthy, he was the Olympian, correct? Correct, yeah. And, and he's acting, good for him. Yep. Openly gay, very cool. Matthew Morrison, not openly gay. I don't know who Zach Villa is. D. Ron Horton, who is D. Ron Horton? I want to say he's an NBA player. He's a sports player. Oh, no kidding. Guy. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. That'll be awesome. And the uh, general uh, synopsis of the show is a bunch of friends take a summer job at a camp counselor, as camp counselors, at Camp Redwood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a summer fun. So is American Horror Story something that you enjoy? Like, have you seen all the seasons? Um, not all of them. I saw Murder House, but I vaguely remember it. Coven, I've seen. I saw Half of Hotel. Uh, Colt, I did see it completely, and Apocalypse, I saw that completely, mostly because I'm with you. <laughs> well, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. I've actually seen them all. I've enjoyed them all. Uh, some more or less than others. I wasn't really that into Hotel or Colt. They weren't my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed Roanoke, which I know isn't a lot of people's favorites. Colt was giving me serious PSTD. I know, me too. I felt like I was reliving the election, and it was like, ugh. But well, it's I a mean, really true story that we're, happens. We're living in a horror story, but that's that's for another, someone else's political, political podcast. podcast. Yes. We're not here to talk about he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm, the creature Trump. we do not speak of. Voldemort. Trump. <laughs> uh, I'm, Freak Show was awesome And Coven was awesome Coven was really great Asylum was amazing Unfortunately you never you know, I finished I couldn't it, get into that and I really couldn't It was couldn't. about to get amazing You were literally You literally stopped before It was about to get amazing <laughs> But whatever I'm getting over it So I'm super excited about this This season. is something that you will like Because I, I like horror movies so much And I like like slasher horror movies, I like the uh, go to the cabin in the woods and someone's going, you know, is killing people off one by one because it's it's fun to watch and it's fun to try and predict who's going to get killed mm-hmm. next and, or who's gonna or who the the killer is or where, where was I going? Who's gonna Not get killed sure. next? Who the killer is? 
um, and their whole plot. the order of the kill who's going to be the last person standing uh the but, final girl as you say but you like this type of horror Love right it. yes you don't like paranormal uh you don't like like this is like more i'm not really human. that into uh like the the ghost stories the uh what do you call the La La Rajon or whatever? Mm-hmm. La Llorona. La Rajona or and whatever the, that spun off from. I'm not. I mean, I I saw uh, the original. Uh, what was that movie that started this craze? Paranormal Activity. No, uh, the ghosts. Paranormal Activity was like a uh, like a side, like a found footage type thing. Uh, darn. It was a spinoff from Annabelle, or Annabelle spun off from it. Mm. No, I'm not no ringing a bell, but I understand the type of yeah. And it's like like it's all about what's gonna pop out at you, and it's not about the story. So I like the slasher type thing. That it has more of a story. I am looking forward to see seeing this. Um, I like this. Uh, type of horror. I am not a big fan of horror at all. Um, that's not my strongest uh, love for movie genre. Uh, I like more suspense, more drama, dramedy, uh, and document uh, documentaries. But this type of horror I like. It's more uh, human connection. There's no mystical. There's no... Um, possession it's all like a connection with these people probably and their the the humility that the 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 connection is all about yeah well as far as as we know anyways because we haven't seen the season it could it could take a turn into knowing how how these shows usually go there's usually some sort of twist so yeah well the camp might be haunted or something stupid like that uh, what did you think of Apocalypse? I felt like Apocalypse was... A lot of things were going on. And I felt like it was at a decent pace. Um, but the twist of him being the kid outside at the end was was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of liked it. The thing about Apocalypse was it went like the first three or four episodes where you thought it was one thing mm. and then it hit this this like breaking point where basically the entire cast was killed off and then it flashed back and I'm like oh okay so the next episode is going to be a flashback episode and then the one after that was a flashback episode I didn't realize that the rest of the freaking season was going to be like leading up to that point and like what the last 10 minutes of the final episode was where we started at from that fourth episode that yeah was, that was an interesting a lot way of, of telling the story a lot of their their season uh was spent in the past or leading, flashback leading up to the apocalypse leading up to it and mm-hmm. it began with the apocalypse and went several episodes Ooh, oh and freaking joan collins Hello. Mm, that she was a big was surprise. Amazing. Love her. I loved her too. I loved her too. So, I mean, uh, ready or not for this next segment, <laughs> we saw Ready or Not yeah. uh, this past Sunday. Uh, 
It was released on August 21st, uh, directed by Matt uh, Bettinelli, Alpin, and Tyler Gillette, who directed VHS. Uh, The cast included Miss Samara Weaving, who uh, was in the 2017 Babysitter movie, Three Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Adam Brody from The O.C. and Shazam, Mark O'Brien, and, oh, Andy McDowell. Hello. She was gorgeous in that movie. And you know what I love about her is... That she hasn't gone, not that there's anything wrong with it, but hasn't gone the Hollywood way of having so much work done. You know, or mm-hmm. if she's had anything done, it's very subtle. But she's a 60-year-old woman, and she looks like it, but she's a gorgeous 60-year-old woman. And she's aging gracefully, and you don't see a lot of that in Hollywood. Yeah, if you guys don't know who she is, she was in Groundhog Day, Four, wedding, four Weddings and a Funeral. Actually, this little would be the fifth um but maybe not maybe she's been in other weddings um if you guys know if andy mcdowell has been in any other weddings besides the four weddings and the one from ready or not send us an email and we'll put it on the show um she was at my parents wedding oh really no oh um uh, both the movie and the tv adaptation going into this type of movie did you did it meet your expectations I, again, we were talking about, like, what what I like as far as horror, horror movies go before. Uh-huh. This, this was indeed right up my alley when I saw the, the trailer. I was very excited about it. And what did you think about it? I really enjoyed Samara Weaving's uh, character. I felt like she did a great job in her role. I felt that she was very convincing and uh, she did an awesome job. Um, the movie as a whole, I thought it was awesome. I really enjoyed it complete, completely. I found it, uh, super entertaining and I enjoyed it as well. The more I thought about it though, the more I felt that it kind of maybe ripped off Cabin in the Woods in its really? way of storytelling in the, the game, in the trying to please some sort of some sort of entity by playing this game uh and then i remember in cabin in the woods you kind of wanted to see what would happen if the people playing the game or or didn't succeed and that's and we got to see what happened which was huge and then in this one it was kind of the same thing and that, that kind of revelation didn't come to me after, and I felt it was very long, or very, oh yeah, spoiler alert, uh, very... Too late. Yeah, very in that area of, uh, I don't know, it reminded me a lot of it. A little a little bit of a ripoff, but very enjoyable, and Annie McDowell was amazing. I think she was the best thing about it. I think it was between Andy and, and Samara for me, um... It's a dark horror comedy, if that's what you like. If you like um, jokes while someone is being hunted down and killed, it's go watch funny, it. It's a funny movie. It's a, it's a funny movie. and it, Who played the ant? Is that down here? Uh, no, I didn't. She was fantastic, and uh, she might have been the breakout 
for me. The breakout role. Breakout role. Entertainer of the year. Entertainer of my room. <laughs> what? I, just, I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Um, the movie is really good. Um, it, it's really well paced. Um, it's a wedding. The cast really got well, uh, got along together, and it was really good chemistry between between the, t- the character or the the cast members. The cast, yes. I thought they did really well as well. Uh, the family was very funny together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fun movie to watch. Very very entertaining. Yeah, um, it's pretty. There's three pretty cool scenes with the maids we don't want to spoil too much which we probably already have but by the time this is out the movie has been uh released for about a week or so so about i think two weeks i think yeah. i think we passed uh the spoiler free uh, zone free zone yeah uh but i do want to leave that out for you guys to see in the movies uh the three maids uh keep an eye on them super hilarious um so all in all how many stars from one to five? Yeah. Mm, four and a half. I would give it four and a half as well. Four and a half. Yeah. Ready or not, super gruesome, super funny. Check it out. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. I have to use the bathroom. So we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know what to do. What's up, Riz? We're having a potluck at my job, and the theme is summer fun. I don't know what to bring. Hey, contact Sugartooth Gang. Sugartooth Gang? Yeah, Sugartooth Gang meets your sweet needs for any occasion. Birthday, corporate, or just cuz. Each treat is handmade and individually designed and are made with care. So, Christmas cookies? Yep. Easter treats? Yep. Luau party. Aloha, honey. Hanukkah? Shalom, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, contact them via Instagram at Sugartooth Gang and place your order. And listeners that live in Miami-Dade, Broward, or Monroe County in Florida, Sugartooth Gang is currently taking orders for the fall season, and soon they'll take orders across the U.S. So visit them on their Instagram for more details. How does my tea sound? Well, I guess it doesn't sound too bad because... All right, all right. We're back. We were talking uh, during the break that we should do a segment about pop filters for mics uh, for some reason. Yeah, for some reason he's not into it. I don't Um, know why. No, I don't think it'll fall into the movie, TV show, and music category. A pot filter, by the way, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh. And, okay, never mind. <laughs> We're going to go into it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, so the next thing we got, we want to talk about is a little bit about music and what we listen to, what we're into, and hopefully we can relate to you guys out there. And if you have any music for us to listen to, talk uh, about here on our show uh you can email us or leave us a voicemail that will be probably in the description or somewhere in this whole entire segment um do you have the phone number for our voicemail uh yes of course i do it is you mentioned it and 786-353-7385 that's 786-353 what was it (laughs) so 7385 thank you (laughs) Um, Richard, 
or Riz, um, as it should be, um, <laughs> as it should be, your birth given name. Riz the Jizz. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what type of music has uh, influenced you um, growing up? Oh, well, I think I mentioned in the first podcast that I was uh, very much into the female singers uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get into that they were all rock. Not, I wasn't really into the uh, to the Mariahs or the, uh, the Houstons or the... Aguilera's uh, or the Spears. That was a little after my time. Well, or, no, what about Tiffany? What about the girl who sings, I think we're alone now. That was a good song, but that was before my time. I mean, in my time. I was into, uh, you know, the Cranberries, Alanis Morissette, uh, Tracy Bonham, Fiona Apple. I was kind of into Sinead O'Connor at the time. Uh, As I grew older, I became more into her. I'm more of a fan of her today than I was back then. Mm Mm-hmm. And the list can go on and on, uh, but I'll leave it at those five for now. Um, uh, really, my first big band was the Cranberries. I think uh, anyone who has ever spent two minutes with me will know that. Uh, since uh, Dolores has passed away, I have worn a Cranberry shirt to every concert that we've been to, which is only three. And that will be my memorial to her because we were we were supposed to see them uh, in Georgia. In Georgia, the the August before she passed away, five months before she passed away, and yeah. the, the concert was canceled unfortunately because she was having back issues, and she passed away that January. Uh, but I've always I've liked rock, but I always was into the female the female voice, I guess. And, you know, sometimes it came from a place of anger, the, yeah. the singing. Uh, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it was very sweet and melancholy. And that's just what I liked back then. But yeah. it started with the Cranberries and it went from there. Growing up, I grew up with a very... Um, how do I put this? Authoritarian sister. So... Um, whatever music she listened to, everyone had to listen to. Um, I didn't have my individual taste of music until I guess about halfway through high school. Uh, cause my sister would play the Backstreet Boys, uh, in sync, LFO, those boy bands in the late nineties, early aughts around that time. Uh, but she was a big Brian fan from from the Backstreet Boys. Brian? Brian. Yeah, the lead singer from the Backstreet Boys. What was his last name? I don't remember Brian. I don't know. He's the one who has the nice the, the nice jawline. Um I wouldn't. I'm I'm a Kevin fan. I think for me he's the cutie patootie in the in the group. I was all about Aiden. <laughs> I don't think Aiden was in any boy band. I was watching something completely different. <laughs> what the hell are you hmm. watching? Oh, oh, you said Backstreet Boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Um, 
then when I did find my own uh, taste of music, I think the first uh, person that I was really into was Nelly Furtado and Macy Gray. When I first heard Macy Gray's uh, voice, I completely fell in love. Fell in love with her velvety, raspy. Such a gorgeous. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just jizz in our pants? <laughs> uh, yeah. Beautiful raspy voice, exactly, and just uh, like like silk wine, whatever that is. Whatever that is, but I like it. But that's see that those are two extremely good. Uh, examples of your music taste, I think. I also Especially got... at the beginning. Th- those are two incredible artists. And I think if uh, I was younger when they came out, that's something I would have been into, like, as well. Then, obviously, I can uh, say that I uh, fell in love with Florence and the Machine as soon as I heard it, before she became big with Dog's Days Are, are Over, uh, with her first uh, single, Kiss With a Fist. Really? Yeah, that was her first single. It, no, it was her first oh. single. I didn't know that, that you liked, liked them since then. Um, yeah. Um, and it, I started with her, and then when I started dating you... You introduced me to the entire catalog of Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. And I do remember her growing up, obviously, with her very legendary uh, this song. This world is bullshit. Well, that speech, and as I was talking about her song, Criminal. Criminal. Oh, of course. But, yeah, the VMAs where she said, this, this world is bullshit, um, which I think people didn't understand what she meant. And I think people understood they just didn't like like it, you know, because people don't want to hear hear that. That's what people look up to these people and they want to emulate them and they want to be them. So to hear hear something like that, it it made a lot of people uncomfortable and upset. Okay, so we're getting a bit off track. On, on this, but I want to discuss this. Do you think that um, the reason why, why she said that is because she wants those people or the people out there to know that it's not all that glitz and glamour? Because how many artists like her has been shut down with her own individuality, whether it's being a, a songwriter, whether it be a musician, whether it just be who she wants to be. So it's like you get up there, hence, um, I want to say TLC, when they won an award and they said, no, we don't get paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should have read the contract, but still. like The biggest girl band of the time was broke. Was broke. And uh, I think it's not what she said; it's probably how she said it. Yeah. But I, I, I feel like that's what I meant. Where people didn't understand her yeah, was yeah. that understand that the world that you are seeing this this glitz and glamour of Hollywood it's not glitz and glamour. It could it's rust and sometimes you know not getting what you want and bending the knee to like Kathy. Uh, Kathy Griffin says to the men, the white men that writes the checks. 
bending the knee. That was a Game of Thrones Game of Thrones reference. I'm glad you caught that. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you I completely fell head over heels with Fiona Apple when you introduced me to her whole entire. Uh, yeah, library. It started, I believe, with uh, her song "Parting Gift." You oh my heard it, god! You turned it up, and you're like, "Wait, wait, who is this?" And you downloaded it, and then you're like, "You asked me to give you some more of her music, and I, I literally remember. gave you everything. You made <laughs> like you made every me a playlist, every every album, every B side there was. I'm just like, this is everything I have. Go for it. And I feel like Fiona Apple is one of the greatest lyricists. Of our time, the way she writes, she's a poet, and the way she describes life or her life, I haven't heard that in anything else. You know, I think. Well, I think Florence comes is getting close, or not as as lyrical or not as poetic, but I think she she has amazing lyrics. Oh as yeah, well. oh yeah, her whole library is is awesome as well. So. um I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, besides that, I I love Tank and the Bangas. If you guys don't know who Tank and the Bangas are, they are a soulful spoken word band from New Orleans. Um, the way I got uh, into them is the way I like to discover music is through commercials, through television, not through mainstream like media or the top 100s. Whatever I like and it, it catches my ear, I I want it right away. And it was a girl who was auditioning in a reality TV show. I want to say either America's Got Talent or So You Think You Can Dance. I want to say So You Think You Can Dance. And she was trying out and she was dancing to that, to a song of Tank of the Bangas, which was called Oh Heart. Hmm. Um, and immediately I fell in love with with them and also their lyrics as well are really amazing um and that's who who i like currently if we if we're gonna get into what we're currently listening to now yeah well tank and the bangas uh for me is one of the rare bands that you introduced me to mm-hmm. uh you would play oh heart and that is an amazing song uh if you haven't heard it go download it we're happy to give free advertising to good music Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah or find it on youtube or wherever you you know steal your music from <laughs> that's mm. not the case anymore mm. well mm. uh but no they're an amazing band i got their album their first album and they just released we got their vinyl one. on on record store day yes the uh single or it was a live uh single yeah, yeah. uh double-sided single so two songs or four songs. i want to say it's four Okay, so double double, double double sided, double double sided. Uh, really, like it's a really, they're a really good band. I'm I'm really digging their last album, mm-hmm. uh, Green Green Balloon. Yes, really, a, a little more than the first. Well, yeah, I think a little more than the first. I'm liking it a lot. Good, I like them too. I, I I follow them. I feel like if anyone else had released Oh Heart, like uh, who's big? Who's big now? Um, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. She won if the Taylor BMAs. Swift, if Taylor Swift had, had released that song, it would have been number one. But uh, since it's, I don't know. I don't understand how it wasn't a huge hit. Mm, it should I, have been. It's I an think amazing so too. Song. Um, I, I'm also into 
Alabama Shakes. I think they're also another amazing, well put together, well collective musicians. Um, um, amazing band. Uh, oh, well, well, I don't know how, how else to say it than but put together. Like they all come together really well to make uh, amazing songs, Incredible. amazing music. The lyrics are amazing as well. It's just very chill. Uh, oh, there was this uh, musician that uh, my friend was telling me to that she checked out, and I looked it up, and I fell in love with it. You can name check your friend. Are um, you allowed to? It's it's Brenda. Brenda, Brenda gets another shout What's out. What's Number two. <laughs> Episode two, number two for Brenda. She's awesome. She's been my biffle since middle school. We met in in band together. Oh, did you go to band camp? Uh, yes. And was anything... No, oh, okay. we did <laughs> Nothing not. Nothing was inserted into I anything. did not play the flute, <laughs> unfortunately. I did play the saxophone, the clarinet. And in symphonic band, I played a little bit the flute, but not a lot. I can't look him up, but I'm sure um, I'll I'll look for it and I'll put it on the somewhere in the podcast or yeah, in the or description. We can talk about talk about it, and you can tell me, and I can listen to something. We can have a good conversation about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, recent bands that I've been into again, like. Uh, you didn't introduce me to Florence. We were both into Florence when we when we met. When we met uh, I they haven't really like they didn't jump for me up until like their third album. I was into their first and second albums. Uh, their second album was kind of a little too poppy for me, uh, but the third album is art, just like the fourth album. Like it's like they. The record producers allowed her to do what she wanted to do. Uh, and if you haven't heard her third album, How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful, it is something else. It's it's a journey, and you'll love it. And her last album was amazing as well. And we saw, saw them in concert in support of the third album. In support of the third album. Uh, which was amazing, and we, we missed her this past time because we had to go see Gaga. Yep, uh, with Florence and the Machine, I really enjoyed How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful, or whatever the, the song, How Big, How Blue is the album. Right. Um, perfect way that she said, it, it is a journey, and if you watch the music video that she did for that whole entire album, it is beyond storytelling. She did a movie, basically it's, it's a movie. Yeah. You, yeah, look it up on YouTube. It's um, amazing. We, by the way, guys, the the artist that Brenda was um, introducing me to, his name is Daniel Caesar. Uh, he's pretty cool. He's very R and B uh, type of of singer, and I'm I'm really digging him. Huh. Um, cool. But floor back to Florence and the Machine. We did see her in concert. You got amazing us concert. tickets to to the general area. And we were we were close. We were standing for about four or five hours, but we were close. I had major was, back pains. It was amazing. She amazing was beautiful. Concert. One of my my top five concerts of my life. Really, it was amazing. Um, did you like um, being that in that area, or are you more of a sit down concert type? Like you said, the back. Uh, my back and my legs didn't like it, but my mind 
like and your soul all, all, and like I, I barely remember how my back and legs felt i remember how my mind she felt. didn't and if to be if, that if you guys close. haven't seen a florence and machine co- uh, concert she doesn't sit still she's everywhere and she's ethereal when she's performing she's like on another like level and, and she performs for you yes she she yeah she um she it, she felt so connected to the audience she's like miami i love you thank you so much like like you could tell she felt the love that we were sending well, towards her she wrote delilah in miami i remember and she said that the reason why uh, she loves Miami's is because Miami has some highs, highs, and some low lows. And, and I, this song is about the, the highs. The high highs. So uh, she holds uh, Miami near and dear to her heart, and it shows. The first concert I went to, I went with Brenda hey. <laughs> uh, to see uh, Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake, like a summer concert. And I went with, <laughs> if she hears this, she's going to laugh. I went with her and her friend and her friend's now husband at the time. I think they were dating. Okay. Um, so it was us four and we were enjoying it and it was vibing and we were having a good time. And out of nowhere, I feel a cold wetness on my left arm. And I'm like, what is that? And it was beer. And when I look up, the boyfriend, I'm not going to say his name because I'm not sure if he wants me to, but let's call him uh, John. Or let's call him Justin. Yeah. Okay, so. And his wife is Jay-Z. Jay-Z. So (laughs) let's not confuse the people. Uh, So Justin and Jay-Z got into a fist fight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this, this guy, Justin, was fighting with the guy in front of him like all out brawling fist fight this mm-hmm. is the guy that came with us right and then my friend brenda was on the right side of me and this is happening all on the left side mm-hmm. so my homegirl brenda is all up in the vibe and in her feelings with justin and jay's e that she doesn't know what's going on so i jump in to separate them and the usher comes and tells, or gets me in the headlock. And I tell the usher, no, I'm, when you see Brenda, tell her. And I tell, and I tell the usher, no, no, I'm, I'm breaking up the, the fight. I'm not in the fight. And he lets me go. Mm-hmm. So homie's girlfriend sees it and she starts catfighting with <laughs> the dude in the dude's wife or the dude's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So it's a couple bra. It's like two on two. Yep. And it is out of freaking control that's going on. I'm still looking at my right. And Brenda <laughs> is still in that vibe. She's like, this Brenda summer loving. No idea And what's I going just on. hit her on her shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, girl. And I point at, at these four people that look like these old school cartoons with the dust mm-hmm. like that. And she's like, oh, my God. They get carried away. And Brenda tells me, I'll be right back. And it's just me with these empty chairs. And Jay-Z is performing. And I don't know the lyrics. And I feel so awkward. You and Miley Cyrus don't know the lyrics. <laughs> right? It seems the like it. Song. 
Oh my god, and it was so awkward because it was like a bunch of fight, a bunch of things going on, and boom, everyone's carried away, and you know, the heat of everyone's attention <laughs> is on me. And now you're by yourself. And now I'm by myself. 20 minutes later, Brenda comes back, and she's like, oh, they got kicked out, uh, but let's enjoy the... Oh, the, so you, you stayed? Yeah, we stayed. You, you saw... I think they lived nearby the, okay. the stadium, so they yeah. went home and... What stadium was that? Hard Rock Stadium, or at the time, uh, not Pro Player Stadium. That's way back. Uh, the one on 27? Dolphin Stadium, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was my first concert that I went to. And then the second one was when I met you. Really? We went to, I think, Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. Damn, I cannot remember my... what I, I guess it was the Cranberries. It might have been... The one in Vegas? No, wait. Uh, it might have been. Yeah, I think it was the one in Vegas, uh, which would have been 20 years ago this past June. 20, wait, 90, yeah, 20. Now, when we went to Vegas, uh, you said you, uh, I told you that I wanted to uh, spend some time with my girlfriend, and it'll give you perfect time. Excuse me, Ugh, I burped. Um, it, it will give you time to do your little pilgrimage to where you saw her. Right. Talk about that. I, I saw them at the Joint Hard Rock Hotel, which is a small club. They they were supporting, uh, it, I believe it was 1998 or 99. They were, it would have been 99. Uh, they were supporting Bury the Hatchet, their fourth album. And instead of, even though they were at the level of huge, huge concerts, they started out with a club tour, uh, and for whatever so reason... So when you say club tour, you mean just small small, yeah, yeah. small places, nothing like stadium level. Right, like basically uh, the floor ground of... Florence and the, the Machine, but just that and crowd. a little, maybe a, a small balcony with oh, where they okay. sell drinks. Uh, so I don't know how I convinced my dad. I, the millennium was coming, so I'm like, hey dad... Uh, Y2K. Y2K, we might all die. (laughs) And I might not ever get to see the cranberries. And my dad didn't need much of an excuse to go go to Vegas at the time because he he likes to gamble. So it worked. And uh, I went with my parents and a friend from high school. And we, I, I got to see the cranberries and it was magical. We got there. Actually, we didn't get there early to... To, to sit there and wait in line, we were just going to check the place out. And there was some douchey guy that was sitting there. And he looked at us. He gave us the dirtiest look possible. And he's like, the line's behind me. Okay. And well, thank like, you. Okay. Should we get in line? It was six hours before the show. <laughs> and that guy was already there? So we sat down. Next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> oh, and you joined him, of course. Yeah. So we we sat there, and my mom came in and out. She might have brought us something like, uh, um, like food or whatever. And because my mom didn't go to the show, uh, and it was worth it. We ran to the front. We were literally right up front, and uh, it was an amazing show. It was it was a magical night. I got to touch uh, Dolores's fingertips. Wow. Uh. The first thing I remember about that concert in the videos or the video, the first video that came out for that album, uh, Dolores had <clears throat> a long blonde hair. So everyone was expecting her to come out with her long blonde hair. And uh, she had just 
like cut it to her short, you know, her pixie, her 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 general pixie do that she she always went back to. And at this time, she wasn't a solo artist yet. No, uh, that was her solo album came out in two thousand seven, actually. So that was almost eight years later. Oh, okay. Um, but that was an amazing concert. And so I had to, when we went to Vegas, you decided to, to, to do your thing with Brenda (laughs) and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to see if I can find this place. Maybe there'll be like a piece of memorabilia around there or something. There was no memorabilia, but it was the joint, you know, it It was was the exact same sign that was there and I got a little a little emotional because you know it had been a year since she passed away and if you decide to stalk me you don't have my real name but look me up on Instagram you can see me with teary eyes (laughs) in front of the joint um it was it was an experience and I I needed to to do that that's wonderful and the reason why we went to to Vegas was to go see Lady Gaga, Gaga in concert, and it was my idea. We were at the play A Christmas Carol or A Christmas uh, Story. Shoot, what was the name of that show? We went with my brother. I got like uh, I won the the lottery, the theater lottery. theater lottery. So I got really cheap tickets and really good seats and good seats. And I can't remember uh, the name of it. But whatever. We went with my my brother and my sister-in-law. And And the tickets were just... uh, For Gaga was just on sale. And I was ready to buy it. Like, close my eyes. Because I think that if you don't do that, you're never going to experience the sweet life. Or you're not going to experience what you want. Just Mm -hmm. close your eyes and do it. And... YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I leaned over right before the plan. I said, hey, Lady Gaga is performing in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, to my, to my sister-in-law. And, yeah, and she's like, what? And I tell her, sis, if I get this, we going. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, okay, let's do this. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And, and my, then, my brother didn't need much of an excuse cause either for Vegas. Because he wasn't going to go to the concert. But no. It's Vegas. Yeah. And I invited my friend Brenda to come as well. So we bought the concert tickets. Then we we went. And that was the... Well, that's not the second concert we went to. Because we also went to the the outdoor concert where we saw all those bands in AWOL, AWOL Nation. Which right. were awesome. Right. AWOL Nation was amazing. Right. Um, and we went to go see... So we went to go see... Lady Gaga in concert. I went in a purple bedazzled <laughs> cape and a black short wig with full on eye makeup because she was expecting me. And it was such a really amazing, amazing performance when from the beginning when she came out of out of the, the ceiling and she started playing the guitar in mid in midair. That that was pretty Pretty cool. It was a really good performance. I'm not really that into uh, Lady Gaga or that genre of music, but I can appreciate a good performer, and I I enjoyed her Super Bowl uh, set a lot, and it was a lot of a lot of that craziness. And she and she uh, really 
You can tell she connected with her audience. She, yes. she pulled one of the stalkers up on stage. Let's 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 be honest. She was a stalker. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, I have to like pull this because she she apparently collects letters from they that they throw upstairs and she picks one and they get to come up and she'll sing to them. And it happened to be some guy that she's already seen <laughs> three hundred times. Yeah, she she might have been a little freaked out, but maybe she wasn't. Maybe, maybe she it was, was just cool. She was just trying to be cool. Or maybe she was she's cool. one of the. He was one of those fans that she feels safe around because you know these people can get these fans can get really really uh, crazy and very. Oh, creepy. Creepy, yeah. Yeah. There was a guy that was in our section that said that he was, he's been at Vegas for already two weeks, and she has a residency, and I think it's it's coming up, uh, she's finishing up shortly. Uh, she has a residence there, and she, he's been there for two weeks, and he's caught every single concert or performance or show since he's been there, and that is commitment if you have the money and you have the willpower you be you yeah you you do that um we did go to her house of gaga store which, which was you got a 160 dollar shirt it was 60 look listen <laughs> listen let me tell you guys something i understand there's people try to make money but it's incredible how they charge you $65 for a t-shirt, mm-hmm. not a polo shirt, not a button-down shirt. For a t-shirt. For a exactly. t-shirt that just said in red letters, born this way, you know? Right, and I was I remember going through that store and kind of looking at the shirts and noticing that there were no prices. Mm-mm. And then I, I went up with you to check out, and they're like $65. And I'm like, okay, he's going to... Say, um, you know what? Never mind. Let's put this down. And you're like, okay, here's my here's my card. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Well, wow. The reason, well, I returned it back <clears throat> because buyer's remorse. It was buyer's remorse. I wasn't going to pay sixty five dollars for a t shirt, but I went inside the concert and I bought a concert t shirt for forty bucks that I have it there that I want to frame. But it was just the ridiculous amount of money it's for a crazy. t-shirt. It's crazy. And I love Lady Gaga. There's a part that she said in the concert that she was going through some back pains. And I'm probably going to get hate, but I am a big fan of Gaga. Uh, in the concert, she said, um, we big celebrities um, are human too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sis, we, we human too down here in the bottom of the to- totem pole. Yeah. You know, you're not going to charge... Your little monster, sixty five dollars for a t shirt. Yeah, I'm t- I'm 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 telling you, it's a t shirt that you can easily <laughs> get like at Walmart for five dollars. And right, born this way. Born yourself. this way, and that's it. Yeah, saved sixty three dollars. It's it's insane, and I go hell no, I'm I'm gonna return this, and I fiercely, as fiercely as I bought it, I fiercely freaking returned it. Good for you. But the concert was good. I really loved it. And yeah, talking it about entertaining. a concert, we went to see Vampire Weekend. Do you want to talk about, or shall I start how I got into the vampire? Yeah. I uh, was very into trying out new artists in the aughts. Uh, and Vampire Weekend came along and I kind of listened to their first two albums. I wasn't really that into it. Uh, it was their SNL performance 
uh, I want to say it was giving up the gun, uh, that it was this weird, uh, how do you say, kind of nerdy guy singing, and it was the way that he sang, he was very, almost kind of effeminate, the way he sang. I mean, not just the, the sound of his voice, but his movements as well. And it kind of, uh, it kind of intrigued me to, to, you know, a heterosexual guy that would put himself out there in that way. And I, you know, I got the, their first two albums. It must not have been giving up the gun. Uh, cause that came on the third album. So from, again, from there, I, uh, bought their first two albums and I remember uh when the third one came out I got that and I think it just like Florence and the Machine it was the third one that cemented uh my my love for Vampire Weekend uh the particularly the song Giving Up the Gun was was the song for me uh which we'll we'll get to that the other part after you say how you got into what Vampire other part Weekend. The fact that they didn't play giving up the gun. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I got uh, into Vampire Weekend again because of you. Um, I did scarcely heard of them before I met you. I think my my niece was into it. Um, Which niece? Oh, I know. Never mind. Yeah. Right. The cool um, one. Yes. I mean, uh, she likes cool music. Yeah. Yeah. And I really didn't pay too much uh, mind to it until we had to drive to Orlando to go to uh, Universal Studios because we're big Universal Studio fans and we're going shortly to go check out Halloween Horror Nights. Which we will review on this very podcast. Review and just talk about it, yeah. Um, talk about and review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the rule when we travel is whosever car is driving, that driver uh, is the DJ of the music. So if we were in his car, we would listen to his music. And if it would be in my car, we would listen to my music. Riz is a very, I guess, he's a self-proclaimed completionist. So he's very well organized with his music. And he's very, uh, it's very, very thought out. Right? You would say? Right. like It's I, very compartmentalized. Right. Uh, I would say that um, I'm not a single song person. I buy entire albums. I listen to entire albums because sometimes... Or a lot of times, you, the, the, there's gems on those albums that. that aren't singles. Mm-hmm. Amazing songs that you never hear. Yeah, you're, you, 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 you know. told me that if, you, if anyone is looking for like new music, pick an artist that you like one song from them. And in that song, wherever that album is, listen to that album. And you'll probably find another song that you'll like from them. Or any other album. So we were li- we were listening to Vampire Weekend. I it was a, a Vampire Weekend day <laughs> play playlist yeah. that you you put up, and Giving Up the Gun was was mm-hmm. the song that got me into it. And I'm like, who are these people? And lo and behold, it was it was them. I remember uh, that day vividly, and out of nowhere, literally that day. 
um, as you were, or right after you listened to the song, you're like, I want to see them live. We should, we need to go see the, these people in concert. And I'm like, wow, that was quick. All right. And yeah. And we did. And we did. And we went to go see them. Um, we, the concert or the, the, the stadium or the venue, stage, the venue, venue. uh, thank you. I couldn't find the word. That's cool. Uh, was was small. It wasn't a big, big venue or a big stadium. It was more intimate. I would say about 5,000. 5,000? I would say about three. three. Two, two or three. Two or 3,000 seats. Yeah. Um, see, it's a, uh, their opening act was this amazing guitarist, uh, Kingfish. Kingfish. They, he goes by the name of K- Kingfish. But man, he's very um, southern... B.B. Uh, King type style of music. Um, very, very, very jazzy. Uh, soulful, soulful type of genre of music. And his his artistry that he has with the guitar is top, top notch. I was super impressed with, with the opening act. He was, uh, yeah. It was, a good, it was a good match for Vampire Weekend, I think. Yeah, and thankfully, you know, Vampire Weekend came out schedule because there's some artist that takes three or four hours from the time that they have on their concert ticket because you know because they're 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 prima donnas uh, but, yeah i'm not gonna if, if, i'm yeah. gonna i'm not gonna touch we, that yeah we won't say any artists yeah i mean it's not like we've been to the concert but we've heard stuff we've so heard let's just stuff. say they're prima donnas yeah it's yeah. you know we won't but we won't mention any names no, none okay. whatsoever. But no, they were very prompt. Uh, uh, Kingfish started exactly on time. On, uh, and it, yeah. there was maybe like 15, 20 minutes before Vampire Weekend came on. Yeah. It was... They set it. They set them up. They tuned their instruments and they just strolled out. The guitarists and the bassists yeah. were pretty into their own things. They were also all over the place and they were dancing. Was the, the guy... Further away from us is that the basis? Yeah, that's the basis. He did he replace Rostam? Uh, yeah, because there's according to their Wikipedia since 2018, the girl that was in the back mm-hmm. also joined the band. Okay, and and the other drummer as well. There's two other people that joined Vampire Weekend. I see. But uh, Rostam did produce Father of the Bride. He okay. was heavily involved in it. Good. I was uh, what I was impressed about. A lot of times in bands like this, you'll see the band come out um, and there'll be like a little applause and then the lead singer comes out and then big applause. Uh, Ezra Coding or whatever, Coning or Coding? He, uh, he, Ezra Coing. Coing. He walked out with the rest of the band. And, Together. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, is that, did he just, they, they all It was so nonchalant. Yeah. It wasn't like He's a like, big, and now yeah. ladies and gentlemen. It was, it was very Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and they played. Uh, what was the first song they played? Do you remember? But da 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 da. Oh, um, that Sunflower song. Sunflower <laughs> in the morning. It's a great song. Uh, my favorite songs from Father of the Bride is How Long. Twenty twenty one. Although it's it's really short, but then Florence and the Machines, uh, no choir is just. Her basically just singing with no songs for about almost a little oh, over two minutes. That's a great song. Oh, I love those lyrics. Um, 
How Long, uh, Flower Moon, mm-hmm. and I like Harmony Hall. Okay, I think Harmony Hall might be my favorite uh, from that album. Uh, what about like the performances? Was there a standout performance for you? I think the the their performance was pretty solid. Um, it was. I felt very, although it was a not a too small venue. Uh, but I felt like it was really intimate. Maybe the since the venue, guys. By the way, if you hear, if you're hearing this right now, this it's rain coming from the outside again. We are almost at the midst of a hurricane, and it's been really wet and muggy um, for about two days. But, anyways. Because I don't want you guys to be like, oh my god, what's going on? What's that noise? So was there a favorite song that was performed, is how I should say it? Um, I liked... Uh, I like the Sunflower song. Yeah. Because they, they did a guitar riff yeah. that was pretty badass. Um, you seemed uh, super into campus, and you actually asked me what song that was, or <laughs> is this a punk? I'm like, no, this is campus. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I was enjoying campus. I liked their their way they perform. I like their music. I, I don't want to say it's whimsical, but I feel like it's just so different unique unique that's exactly what I was you know say. and it's... i guess that's the reason why i was into tank of the band or i'm into tank of the yeah. bangas because it's not your regular i remember describing it i think to my cousin one time vampire weekend because she didn't know who it was and i think i described it as like like rock on the verge of like dance music mm-hmm. because it's very you can jump around to it, and it's it's fun. Uh, my my favorite song performed was "Fingerback." Uh, that sort of made up for not playing "Giving Up the Gun." Is that the part where they were like hitting the notes hard, and then the lights were flashing red? No, that was another song, and I almost had a seizure during that issue. I, <laughs> I was literally during that song. Uh, I was literally crossing my eyes. No, "Fingerback" is you know. It's really fast, and then it has oh, yes. the slow part where he's like, and yes. then yeah, 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 in, uh, the blah blah, blah in, in something the tempo goes, changes, yeah. and he goes really slow for a little bit in in Brazil or not Brazil, Jerusalem, New York, uh, girl, blah blah, you know, you know um, Bambino yeah. is pretty good too. Uh, Chow Chow Bambino, that was awesome. Yeah. That was fantastic. It was, a, it was a great concert. I wish we were a little closer. Uh, the only uh, one thing that was really crappy, nothing to do with Vampire Weekend, but someone was smoking a cigarette for some reason. Indoors. Indoors. And I have like severe allergy issues, and I didn't take a Zyrtec. Who does that? Who smokes a freaking cigarette? In, and then the this seats. This is the 80s, mofo. <laughs> the, the, we had seats that were like cloth. and Yeah. It was not... Safe, I guess. I, I, I can't believe it. And it was just like such like a turn lit up off. an actual cigarette. You know, it, it, it doesn't happen these days. And uh, I've, I've developed such bad allergies. You know, it's ridiculous. And yeah, I'm like, it was. Gonna, I, I might have to step outside. And then I did. And no, I didn't. we <laughs> didn't stay for the encore for two reasons. One, obviously, I'm sorry, babe. They didn't play Giving Up the Gun. 
And I, well, I was ready to stay because I'm like, they have to play it. So they're going to play it during the encore. Yeah. And then I looked it up, like their previous set lists online to see. And like the last five concerts, they hadn't played it. So I guess it wasn't being played on this tour. Uh, and I'm like, the parking lot's fucking crazy. You Do you want to talk about the parking lot? Yeah, uh, that was another thing because the, the concert was in the middle of the city. Um... And the parking lot was just super, super tight. It wasn't as spacious as you might think. And it was one lane. And it was hard to get around. I mean, no one else was there when we left because we left before the encore. Yeah, so... And we... I, I was confused as hell. I, I, I probably added 10 minutes or five five to 10 minutes... On our route back home. Just trying to get out of there. And when we were getting off to go see them in concert, we... We said, this is going to be insane when the concert is over because the parking structure was completely, completely um, tight and uncomfortable. We would still be there right now trying to get home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It it sucks that we missed the encore, but, you know, uh, I'm glad that we got home uh, in plenty of time. Next time we will take a ride sharing app. I agree. Not mentioning any type of company for free sponsors. Unless they want to pay us. <laughs> give us money. Give us give us free ride shares. Yeah. Well, now that we've seen all these amazing artists, what artists would you like to see uh, live in concert next? Uh, my girl, Fiona Apple, needs to release oh a new God. album and come and tour and come to Miami. Uh, Sinead O'Connor is supposed to be releasing a new album. I doubt she'll come anywhere near us, but if she does, I want to see her. Uh, I know my girl Tracy Bonham isn't coming anywhere near me. Tracy, I love you. If you're listening, come to Miami. You can stay at my house if it's a money issue. <laughs> Hope she takes that offer. Um... We'll, we'll treat you right, Tracy. We'll make you breakfast. You'll have your own room. We will have a amazing non-sexual relationship. Okay. Well then. Because <laughs> I don't want her to creep out and be like, why are these two men like luring me into... I just want to hear you play a concert. <laughs> uh, for me, I would, would love to see Tank of the Bangas live in concert. Fiona Apple... As well, I would love to see her in concert, and if I could, something intimate like a couple hundreds, because of of people in the audience, not oh, like yeah. a big big stadium. Well, they aren't that huge yet, even though they should be huge. Oh, I think we could if they came down. Fiona here. Apple should have should be one of like one of the well respected musicians of the nineties. Like they, I think she is. She she has she has a lot of respect. She doesn't have the album sales anymore, but she has a lot of respect, and she has a very solid fan base. Yeah, either either of them. Uh, I for really now. hope that Miss Fiona Apple releases one more album before the end of the decade, and BTW Alanis Morissette too. Where are you? Only one album in the last eight years. Why do they do that? Because they want me to to Pull. burst in. You know. In like at the end of that movie that we're not going to spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. Go ahead. Um, yeah, those are the two two people that I would like like to see in concert right now. Cool. 
Um, here's hoping uh, we get the opportunity to see yeah. any of those. So it seems like we're going to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I'd like to go over a few DVDs and music that came out this week. Uh, Godzilla King of Monster. Is that Was that the subtitle? Or yeah. King of Monsters? King of Monster. That's the one that they he fights like all the... There's a lot of movies, like including last week's, that I, I'm i kind of shocked that are already on Blu-ray because uh, they, I guess they didn't make that much of an impact. And Godzilla, no. I thought, was going to be huge. You know, not I wasn't interested in seeing it, but I thought it was going to be huge. And then I don't remember it coming out. It's already on DVD. Same thing with Secret Life of Pets Part 2. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised that came out really quick. What is The Last Black Man in San Francisco? Uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco. I want to see. I read the synopsis. It says, like, this uh, man is trying to save, like, his house or his dad's house in a neighborhood that is, like, being taken away. Or being gentrified? Something like that. I understand. Is um, gentrified the right word? Yeah. Gentrified, yes. Yeah. And uh, his whole journey with re- reconnecting with the city and all I that see. stuff. And Rocket Man comes out, which I really wanted to see in theater. And again, I don't remember it coming out. Yeah. <laughs> so we all, we'll have to rent that. Uh, the new music, uh, which is actually coming out September 6th. One I'm really excited about, Bat for Lashes, who I recently got into in the last couple years. The music I've heard from this album so far is very chill. I kind of prefer prefer her with more of a beat, but it's very ambient and 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 beautiful. I'm liking it. Iggy Pop has a new album. Iggy Pop's still alive, apparently. His album is called Free. Yeah, and little fun fact: he did a music video at our local. Um, record store Sweat Records Really? Is that for this album? For this album Really? I need to see that I think the the music video is out Very cool I want to say it's for that same song for free But I'm 100% sure that it's He did it for this album Because they The record shop uh, Promoted them On Instagram Alright Iggy Pop fans Fans don't get offended That I said that he's still alive I, I confuse him with David Bowie David Bowie is passed away yeah okay he's passed rest in peace uh lindy sterling is out with a new album called artemis uh can she's a violinist oh i think i know who you're talking i'm sure you have and miles davis previously unreleased album i guess that's a post thomas Mm -hmm. humus album rubber band all right the the beatles had a, a album called rubber band right I'm not no, sure. No, Rubber Soul. Oh my god, I remember when you got in, into the Beatles. Yeah. And you I started buying... Lost my shit with the Beatles. He I got started everything. buying the album, then the collection album, then the special edition, then this. And I'm like, oh my god, we 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 don't need that much. It's just, it's too much. Completionist. We're, we're, no. we're back to that. I don't, oh. I, don't, I don't fucking mess around. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, before we close out, let's get into Six Degrees of Separation. Alright, let's do this. I'm ready. I just punched my chest. Ow. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um Ryan Reynolds and Uma Thurman. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds and Uma Thurman. Alright, give me a second. Uh Ryan Reynolds was in dead 
cool. No, Ryan Reynolds was in Wolverine Origins with Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman did uh, uh, Swordfish with Halle Berry. Halle Berry was in... Or no, Hugh Jackman was in Swordfish with John Travolta, wasn't he? So John Travolta was in Pulp Fiction with Uma Thurman. There you go. Pretty pretty cool. That was not bad. So our fact of the week uh, to wrap up this show, or yeah, this show, um, Psycho was the first U.S. film to film a toilet in its movies. Uh, so there you go. You can take that with you and do whatever you want with it. Because it's not yours. It's not mine. And that's about it for us here at Press Play. We'd like to thank all of our listeners, as always, for tuning in. We really had a blast making this episode for you guys, gals, and pals. Oh, and hey, don't forget to email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or send us a DM via Instagram at gopressplay2 on any suggestions about the show or recommendation on what to watch or any music to jam to. We love adding new music to our playlist. And one more thing, we love to laugh. We like a good chuckle. So leave us a funny voicemail at 786-353-7385. And if it's funny, we might just play it on the show. Thank you so much again, and we'll kick it with you again next week here on Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thank you so much for listening.